So a few housing-related items this morning that we want to talk about. Remember when we talked about the BC eviction map being done by First United that shows how many people have been evicted from their homes in this province and why? So that's obviously on the list. Plus the ongoing situation with BC Housing. So we just spoke with a former board member of BC Housing, not happy with the allegations that the former board didn't do enough to manage the relationship between the BC Housing CEO and his wife, the now former CEO of Atira. In other words, there are a lot of housing-related issues to catch up on with Housing Minister Ravi Kalan, who joins us now. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Sydney. Thanks for having me. Let me start with the, the former board member of BC Housing that we had on and, and the fact that we've now heard that Janice Abbott is stepping down as CEO of Atira. What was your reaction to that? Well, I think it's a positive step by the board. Uh, we made it clear that uh, in the public interest to ensure that there was confidence uh, that uh, we had confidence in, in Atera, there needed to be some changes in leadership. I know initially there was a little bit of resistance, but I think once they had a chance to fully go through the report, uh, I think the uh, it was pretty clear that they had to take some action, and I'm pleased that they did. Okay, and, and the former board member that we spoke to as well feels that the former board just needed more time to deal with that. What do you say? Well, I mean, with all due respect uh, to the former board member and, and to the many people involved, I mean, there, there's two things that are clear. One, there was whispers of this happening since 2012. Um, and uh, and I think if, from the public, it's, it's fair to say why did it take so long for anything to happen. And second, it was clear from the report that, that, that individuals were going to great lengths to hide this from the board, from uh, from the public, from government, but also from their fellow co-workers. And so uh, as much as I uh, appreciate the frustration from former board members, um, the, the reality is, is that when information is brought to you it's, and it's clear, uh, action needs to be taken. In this case, Premier Eby saw some information, said this is unacceptable, went to an outside organization, uh, went to the um, Office of the Controller General, brought in a forensic investigation team from Ontario to do the work, and we have the report we have. And so in the end, for me, it's about ensuring two things. One, that uh, when something like this happens, that there's uh, a full investigation done. And second, that it's released in a very transparent way, and both these things happen. Okay, so do you feel like, given the developments then in the last 24 hours, that the, a page has been turned now? I do. I think so. Um, you know, we've got now uh, from BC Housing, the CEO is gone, the CFO is gone. We have a, we have a new board uh, from Atera. We have leadership change uh, from from the top. Uh, we will still need to do the audit. Uh, I think it's important for everyone to know uh, and be assured that uh, all the dollars sent to Atera were spent in in an appropriate way. We still will need to do the uh, inspection, site by site inspection. But I think it does open up. Atera to be able to uh, apply in, 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 in a competitive process with all other not-for-profits when contracts come up. And so I think it's, uh, it's a, a positive step from the board, and I really appreciate them uh, doing the right thing. Uh, let's talk about evictions here, too, because that was the other issue that we wanted to discuss with you. Uh, and that is, we learned from that eviction map that was done by First United that there's an awful lot of landlord use evictions going on. What was your reaction to that? Well, the report had uh, two sides of it. One, I think some of the media reports saying eviction capital uh, is in British Columbia across the country, I think was a little bit of a stretch, given that the report didn't look at any other province and only interviewed, I think, 400 people 
um, part of this report. Now, the flip side is uh, I do think the issue is a real one. We spent a considerable amount of time last year addressing rent evictions. And you'll remember it was a hot topic. The changes we made, I think, addressed that. Um, but the report do, does speak to the fact that um, majority of landlords are good people, are, are following the rules, but we have some who continuously find ways to um, uh, find loopholes and, uh, and make it really hard for, for their tenants. And so we're going to have to, part of our housing strategy, we actually had already signaled that we were looking at potential solutions and we're going to have to explore everything to ensure that landlords have the opportunity if they want to move into a space, but at the same time, it's not, you know, being exploited to uh, uh, make more vulnerable people even more vulnerable. How do we do that, though? Because people will say that they don't they, they try to file a complaint and there's the backlog and the system. So how do you how do you do those things? Well, well, the backlog has been uh, already starting to be addressed. I mean, we uh, increased the amount of resources by 40 percent in December. We're seeing wait times already starting to drop, uh, which is positive. And I suspect by the end of the year, uh, we'll be in in a more better shape than certainly where we have been uh, in the in the last uh, few years coming out of the pandemic. But I think that uh, the, the the core of the challenge here is that not every landlord is out there doing this. That there are some. I, I've heard uh, a story of uh, one landlord who has uh, 30 units in a building and he's going unit by unit trying to get rid of folks. And the, one of the things that we put in place at the RTV was an uh, enforcement team, which has the ability to go in early and talk to landlords or talk to tenants uh, and say, hey, wait a minute, you know, you're, you're, you're probably outside of the rules of what you're doing. So we've been trying to do that whenever issues arise, but we are looking at what other jurisdictions are doing to help address this situation. And we'll have more uh, once we've got that, uh, that policy uh, developed. Okay, so you can see more action being taken here. Yeah, I think it's clearly some action needs to be taken. Uh, but again, I think it's important to have that balance between uh, if a person has a suite and they need it for a friend, family member and it's genuine, that they'd be able to do that and uh, and not have it as an opportunity for some landlords to say, I'm going to get rid of everybody because their rent is a couple hundred dollars lower than what I can be getting. And and so we'll be looking to find that balance in the, in the work we do. Is there a balance for that? Like, how is that dealt with in other jurisdictions? Well, there are other, there's a whole range. Some jurisdictions require uh, the landlord when they're evicting to provide some basic information about uh, who's coming in so that uh, a follow-up can happen. And some jurisdictions go to a, a more extreme uh, and not allow th- this type of thing to happen. And so, uh, you know, I think we have to find a, a mix so that if somebody does want to have a family member move in, that they'd be able to do so. Um, but at the same time, we're not going to go to a place where, you know, a, a landlord can't just get rid of somebody if they if they need the space genuinely for their family. So, again, uh, we're looking at other jurisdictions and uh, we'll have more to say once that policy is uh, defined. All right. More to come then. Thank you so much for your time. OK, thanks, Jimmy. Take care. You too. That is Ravi Kailan, BC's Minister of Housing. So there is more to come on that. But it's a good question to ask you there, too. Like, where is that balance? If you're a landlord and you want to move family in, sure, you should have the right to be able to do that. If you're a landlord, though, and you're just saying that so you can hike up the rent, how do we put something in place, you know, to to deal with situations like that? But clearly from the eviction map that we heard about from First United, it is happening a lot. Landlords saying, oh, I need this for personal use and then not actually using it for personal use. So what? where's the balance there? For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. 
We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms. <laughs> 